Major support for Carolina Business Review provided by Grant Thornton. Operating in more than 100 countries, our tax audit and advisory professionals specialize in helping companies unlock their growth potential. Colonial Life, providing benefits to employees to help them protect their family, their finances, and their futures. And Sonoco, a global manufacturer of consumer and industrial packaging products and provider of packaging services with more than 300 operations in 35 countries. If you spent any time at all this past summer on the beaches along the Carolina coast, you no doubt have seen something new popping up alongside the countless umbrellas and easy pop-up canopies. It is more of an awning. It's a sail. It's what looks like a low-flying blue and green parasol. Welcome again to the most widely watched and longest running source of Carolina business policy and public affairs. I am Chris William and thank you for supporting this dialogue for almost 29 years now. The Shibumi has seemingly been a summer of 2019 sensation and not just because there are one or two showing up somewhere, but in some cases a string of them as long as the beach itself. But this dialogue is not about a new product or entrepreneurs. It's about a new idea developing into something of a business for sure, but it's also just as much about working together, creating something new, and even having fun doing it. In just a moment, the three former University of North Carolina students who developed, created, distributed, and are now growing this beach shade phenom into a legit business. How did they do it? In just a moment, we start our dialogue. Please stay with us. Gratefully acknowledging support by Martin Marietta, a leading provider of natural resource-based building materials, providing the foundation upon which our communities improve and grow. Blue Cross Blue Shield of South Carolina, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Visit us at SouthCarolinaBlues.com. The Duke Endowment, a private foundation enriching communities in the Carolinas through higher education, health care, rural churches, and children's services. Bearings, a leading global asset management firm dedicated to meeting the evolving investment and capital needs of its clients. Learn more at bearings.com. This edition of Carolina Business Review features special guests Dane Barnes, Scott Barnes, and Alex Slater, co-founders of Shibumi Shade. Hello, welcome to our program. Uh, Gentlemen, welcome. This is this is a real treat. Not that any of our shows are not a real treat, but this is a, a particular treat. We're glad to have you here. Thank you Thank for having you. us. Yeah, we're so happy yeah. to be here. So the Shibumi Shade. Dane, I'm going I'm to start with you. You know, a term came in my head about being an accidental entrepreneur, and I got that because when you started this back in 2014, mm -hmm. 2015, you were you're selfishly doing it. You were just trying to find a way to not haul down a, a big umbrella and it's sand anchored, et cetera, et cetera. Is that accurate? That's right, yeah. So we, um, uh, all of us, my brother Scott and best friend Alex, uh, we all grew up going to the beach uh, in Emerald Isle for a week for a family vacation. And then eventually putting up the, the umbrellas, you know, fell upon our responsibility. <laughs> and so we just began, you know, thinking, how can we make this process better? Uh, and so we decided that, that we, through a lot of, you know, thinking about it, and, and uh, inspiration from different sources, we, we thought that we wanted to maybe use the wind rather than, than uh, try to work against it. Gentlemen, is that accurate? 
I definitely think so. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it was not something that we thought like, oh man, this is such a great idea. We got to quit our jobs. Uh, it's It's been yeah. such a, every year I think we're surprised with how many people love it and how excited folks in the Carolinas and, and beyond are about it. Um, and so I think we're starting to wrap our heads around being entrepreneurs and kind of in, including that in our identities, but it certainly wasn't natural, I don't think. A Alex, when yeah. did it, I mean, when did it really hit that, you know, this, this thing really could be something? Probably that first summer when we set one up that we felt like could be marketable and sold. And we set it up on the beach on July 4th weekend and had just family after family walk up to us and say, hey, where, where did you get this thing? We would love to have one. And our answer was, well, we made it. Like, could we make you one? And so we just took orders and uh, just tried to fill all those orders as best we could and learn how to sew and do that whole thing. You know, you, you think of, um, you know, there are a lot of people that intentionally, they, they get out of North or South Carolina and, you know, I'm gonna do this, I'm going to school for this, I've, I've got an idea for a product, I'm gonna chase it down. That, that wasn't at all the genesis, clearly, is what we're finding out here. So when, when did it start to shape that Shibumi shade? And by the way, what's a Shibumi? Is it from Xanadu somewhere? Or? So it's a, it's a Japanese design concept that talks about the elegance of simplicity. And so we really like that definition for the Shibumi shade. Um, it also so happens to be the name of an apartment complex in Chapel Hill where we all lived. So that was like a fun common thread for us. So as it, it, back to this question I was trying to get to. So it, now, now you're entrepreneurs. Now you've got to think about financing. You've mm -hmm. got to think about just-in-time manufacturing. You can't sew these in your bedroom anymore. I mean, you've got to find <laughs> yeah. a better way to do that, right? So where are you now with the manufacturing? How do you think about streamlining, financing, distributing, et cetera, et cetera? It's an ever-evolving process. I think every day we learn something new about it. Um, every year we try to you know, evaluate what, what we can improve on and we, you know, get together and we strategize um, how we can make it better for ourselves and for um, the folks that want to order one next year. Um, and so we've transitioned from, you know, making them in Alex's spare bedroom in his house to yeah. um, having professional sewing teams in North Carolina working on them, which is so humbling and exciting. Um, and I think every year... In, in what way? To have humbling and exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I think to have this idea that when we first set it up, it was just for us and people were excited about it. And I think we call Dane our chief warrior because he's <laughs> always like, we have to convince him that this is a good idea. Uh, <laughs> so he's the yeah. foil you have to sell against. Yeah, exactly. In some ways, yeah. And so I think it's just yeah. like coming from, you know, not planning to be here and then for so many people to love it. Um, it's yeah. Whenever I go to visit our sewers in Asheboro, uh, it's just so cool to, mm -hmm. to see these people working so hard on something that like we've had a part mm -hmm. in building yeah. um, it's, it's Dane Dane's really funny he says uh, about what you're talking about like we basically change everything and do everything different every year <laughs> and but what you described is like the essence of the challenge our challenge as entrepreneurs just figuring all that stuff out what are you surprised so Dane you know since they called you the chief warrior and it says <laughs> that on your website actually yeah. <laughs> I'm a little surprised well I mean what do you worry about I mean, you got some momentum here. It's not like this hasn't been a popular product. We do. I, th I think. I think it's just a kind of drive to to like never be satisfied. Um, we we always want to improve. You know, whether it is like from the product itself, whether it's just being mindful and thoughtful of of the user experience, how we work with with, with you know small business owners for retail stores, and so forth. So I, I think it's just always trying to like not not just be satisfied with where we are, but but try to think you know one or two or three steps ahead. What. 
Um, you know, it's an easy question, and it sounds almost leading, but you know, not that you wouldn't be, but really think about this one. What surprised you the most when you started and now? Can be a worry, could be a, a positive surprise, but what didn't you see coming here? Anything? Uh, all of it. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, it's yeah. been such a wild ride to think that, you know, we've started a few years ago in Alex's house mm -hmm. uh, with a sewing machine that a friend brought, brought to us. We didn't know how to sew and had to teach ourselves uh, how to sew. So to think that we are now like on the verge of, of leading this business forward uh, for a product that we didn't even know how to make in the, like when we first started, uh, it's just, it's kind of hard to fathom, I yeah. think. It's everything. It's the response that we've gotten to it, you know, from folks that have one. Mm -hmm. um, you can't believe how many folks have wanted to buy one from us. And, and you know, we have a drone video from Emerald Isle over this July 4th. That's um, just unbelievable to, for us to see this beach where we grew up. With the number of these out there? And just the number, you know, one after the other, like you said. When, when, when does it start to become... Um, you know, everybody likes everybody likes a winner. Everybody likes to see success mm -hmm. to a point, and then you start getting people to say, "Well, you've got too much success." We don't, you know. It, let me mm -hmm. give you an example. I don't know. This is about success, but you, Myrtle Beach and Ocean Isle will not allow these on the beach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you start to see since the proliferation of these sales? And I, I look at them and I see a sale or the Shibumi. Does that start to become an issue? Do people say, well, I can't see around it, or it makes noise, or it's too expensive? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I think so far, you know, I've just been surprised at, at, at how positive and, and kind and, and supportive everyone has been. And so, you know, that, that is something which is really, really important to us. Uh, Chris, I guess two quick um, uh, examples there. So for the first, you know, countless orders, you know, for, for years and years, every single person who would order, I would personally call them. Wow. and say, Chris, thank you so much for ordering. I'm curious how you heard mm -hmm. about it. Here's my cell phone. I'd send them a text, send them an email. And so I think, I think establishing, establishing that personal connection with so many folks has really been special for me because then people go to the beach and they're so proud to set up their shibumi shade. They send mm -hmm. us pictures. And so we're, we're trying to break down that, that kind of common barrier between you know, business and customer or, or user of the product and, and really try to um, to kind of connect directly with them and, and, and really just, you know, take care of them in, in, yeah. in any way we can. Mm -hmm. And one thing, us not being necessarily trained engineers or designers, getting the business rolling, one thing I think we thought we could control was that uh, customer service experience and that relationship with the customer. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you still can with, with now the Well, that's a challenge. Mass? That's definitely a challenge. And that's something that we've always prided ourselves on. Yeah. And I think you asked about success. I think success for us is that every person who has a Shibumi loves it. And if that's not the case, like we're going to do what we can to make it, make yeah. them love it, or to fix whatever um, is, is, you know, we can about their, um, you know, their situation. So I think, you know, we don't think of success in terms of sales or margin or something like that. I think, you know, part of why this business has been so meaningful is not just to be able to work with my brother yeah. and, and basically older brother and best friend with yeah. Alex. Um, it's been to make connections with all the folks on the beach and to. Um, build something that we're really proud of and we can stand behind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you guys grew up in Winston-Salem, Forsyth County, mm -hmm. and you, you've said more than one time, both on the year and off the year here, that you, you're best friends. Through this process, has that tested friendship? Has it tested boundaries? Is it, can, could it be stressful? I would say okay. mostly only between Scott and me because we're brothers. Because <laughs> you're brothers. Um, and I, I, think, I think one thing that has been um, you know, really amazing, because you certainly read articles, don't start businesses with your friends, be wary of starting it with your family. <laughs> For us, you know, so far, that, that has not been our experience. So, like, while we may disagree from time to time, we're, we're quick to, 
you know, to, to apologize and, and try to be thoughtful uh, for one another. So I think it actually has probably helped us rather than, so. than, than been a hindrance because we are so close that we just ha- kind of have that common understanding that, you know, we've known each other essentially our whole lives. And so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, that, that has really been, been a, a, a big help. Yeah, this is not meant to be patronizing, but your your parents must be thrilled. That you, not only that you guys have stayed together, yeah. but you're so passionate about this, and it's working, right? Yes and no. I think um, our parents might say, like, they're a little hesitant when we talk about doing Shibumi full-time or taking the next <laughs> jump. Uh, they're always just conservative with uh, how they look out for us, but I think they're starting to come around on it. Well, uh, let's do the math, guys. So you sell 10,000 units at $250. It means $2.5 million. And I know there's a, there's a little startup cost, there's distribution, there's inventory, there's labor. I get all that. But if you've done 2x that or 3x that and you're just scratching the surface, why would your parents be concerned here? It would seem like you've got, you're a long way from saturation. They're unabashed Shibumi fans. There's no doubt about <laughs> it. Surprise, right? Yeah. No surprise. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was going to say to your question just a minute ago, um, I'm kind of like a buffer between Dana Scott sometimes, sometimes a physical buffer. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but, you know, we genuinely just uh, care about the well-being of the other person. And I think that um, it's not lost on us when we make decisions and so forth. You've talked about the term experience, and Dane, you said it, about user experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking prior to the show, uh, some of us on the, on the staff here, and talking about how it's changed. And my wife and I even talked about how it's changed how we look forward to going to the beach. You no longer have to wrestle with mm-hmm. this, this huge umbrella and or sand anchor and everything else that goes along with it and then you got to wrestle to get it in you got to wrestle to mm-hmm. get it out but it what it's done is enhanced the experience of going to the beach mm-hmm. and made it a lot simpler how do you, how do you lean into that what's this enhanced experience it it almost sounds spiritual you know i i i kind of wanted to say this earlier that you know like like setting it up, I mean, it's almost kind of like, for me, a, a really magical experience. Like, I know that it's going to catch the wind every time, but I mean, <laughs> it's this small little thing. It's really lightweight. It's really easy to set up, but you put it in and then it catches the wind. And I mean, it is a lot of shade, um, you know, as well. So that, that has been fun. And, and we just hear so many stories. For example, there was a, a, a mom uh, in New Jersey that had a baby, you know, strapped to her in, in a baby carrier and she set up the Shibumi shade by herself. And so that, that's, that's a kind of very different thing. Mm-hmm. Than a tailgate tent, and so we just hear so many stories of that, mm-hmm. or um, you know, older adults where where they're not able to kind of handle these 30, 40 pound um, you know umbrellas, but but they are able to set up the shibumi shade, and it's just so empowering to see people get to the beach and be and, and feel really able to do that uh, with with the uh, with the shibumi. Yeah, I think for us growing up, um, the beach oftentimes represented like a place for connection and you know relax relaxation with family and friends, and part of our goal is I think just creating, uh, setting the table for that, um, to, to do what we can to make mm-hmm. the Shibumi kind of a background to that experience, but also, uh, you know, there's something about uh, an, uh, an umbrella, I think, divides the people that are sitting under it with the pole, and there's something that, that about the Shibumi that I think hugs everyone underneath, and in a spiritual way, I think um, our goal is to make, make for more of that connection and community at the beach. Were you going to say something, Alex? Well, it's kind of like a also maybe a childhood like wonder about the beach. You know, as a kid, you go to the beach, you don't worry about a thing. You get sandy, <laughs> messy. You're like parents take care of everything for you. Yeah, true. And then as you get older, I guess you realize like sometimes going to the beach can be a hassle, depending on you know if you have kids or whatnot. 
And so I think that's something that maybe we recapture with the Shibumi Shade. You know, the, the magic of it all, the idea, the camaraderie, the familial aspect of all this, can, and, and this is my term, can come crashing down when you start to talk about legal issues, mm -hmm. about distribution issues. You've got mm -hmm. Amazon out there that could be a good partner, could be a challenge. You've got legal mm -hmm. issues. How do you protect the patent? I mean, how do you really protect the patent? Mm -hmm. How do you make sure that somebody doesn't change it just a little bit enough to get it past the patent protection office and regulators that could start take, no pun intended, the wind onto your sales? Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Yeah. I think there are a couple things. One is that we do our best to become smart on whatever issue it is, whether it's legal protection or other. I think also recognizing where we need help and bringing in folks that are smarter than us or have more experience than us to help advise us or at least counsel us on uh, you know, how to cross mm -hmm. a bridge like that. Um, so I think, you know, as, you, as we start to learn more about these things, I think we start to like challenge some of our understandings and assumptions of what we thought the right answer was. Um, and so I think, you know, uh, with, with something like uh, a copycat, I think we have established a lot more options than we thought were even possible um, at the beginning. You mean is, protections around the actual design? Yeah, exactly. And it's not just mm -hmm. like wanting to litigate around a patent. I think that's like the last thing we would want mm -hmm. to do. But um, it's, been, it's been a learning exercise for sure. Mm -hmm. how, how do you defend all those fronts? How, I, and, and Alex, I'm looking at your Dane. I mean, mm -hmm. this is an uh, open question. How do you make sure that there's not a, a slightly different design that's already being developed or consumer products company like Procter & Gamble's not out there doing it right mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, from a practical perspective, we have one full, fully issued utility patent. We intend to continue continuation applications on that that sort of uh, expands on that IP. Um, and that's, that's something that we can continue to do and iterate on and build out that fence continually. As we've seen several times, you can do a Google search and find mm -hmm. a thousand different places to buy something, and that uh, does not keep other um, lesser actor countries from producing counterfeit products. <clears throat> Has that shown up yet in your space? Not yet. You're looking? No. You're watching? Always watching. <laughs> yeah. What, speaking of distribution, mm -hmm. is Amazon a good partner? Uh, we do not sell the Shibumi Shade on Amazon currently. That we found that, that we have been able to um, to kind of fulfill all of these Shibumi shades from a, a wonderful warehouse team um, uh, in Raleigh where we live and it's so convenient that, that all of the Shibumi shade inventory is just down the street in case we need to pop over to the warehouse and, and do this or that. But we have an amazing um, team in Raleigh and, and so that has been great. We also have 20 retail stores uh, in the Carolinas and, and Northeast mm -hmm. Florida that, that carry the Shibumi shade uh, as well. So, so we haven't necessarily had a distribution you know, problem yet. We, we've sold out each of the last four years, including this one. Um, so, so distribution is kind of, um, while very important, you know, Amazon is not currently on our list. Yeah, like Dane mentioned, we have a really great fulfillment partner in Raleigh. Um, but also, I think there's a lot of new technology when it comes to running your own e-commerce website mm -hmm. that, that wasn't available to entrepreneurs 10 years ago even. Mm -hmm. And I think things like that have probably made our lives a lot easier. So what, keep, what keeps you from getting better at cutting sewing? Uh, and and I'm, I'm, not looking to, I'm not looking for you to go another way, but why wouldn't you consider having this sewn by machine instead of by hand? Isn't that a, isn't that a high dollar way of producing the product? At the end of the day, we want to make the Shibumis indestructible. And I think we trust 
being able to go speak with someone who's an expert who is doing it by hand and knows how to do it. I, I think, I mean, going back to even considering Amazon, I think when we start to consider working with partners that are just so big that we're kind of a cog in their wheel uh, or just like a piece of their operation, I think, um, I, I think my inherent like instinct is that I trust the quality less. I trust the human part of it less. Um, and I think so much of what Shibumi is about is like the personal connections with every business owner that is a retailer for us and, and the person, the guys who run our warehouse and the sewers. Um, I think that's such a powerful part of what Shibumi is and um, mm -hmm. represents that I think you know, turning the sewing to a machine uh, or having am distribution done by Amazon, I think maybe goes against what we believe in and what we strive for, uh, which is quality first. How, how much capacity, and I'm not asking a dollar value or a unit number, but as a percentage, how much capacity do you think you have to scale up uh, production, manufacturing, and distribution as you are right now, as you're tooled right now? I, th I think um, you know it's, it's kind of one of those things, like we mentioned earlier, that every year we, we seem to do almost everything differently. So, mm -hmm. so now, as far as production, we are looking to expand our production in North Carolina. Um, you know, as far as, as, as sewing these shibumi shades um, uh, as well, and then and then yeah, you, you bring up a great question about like even fulfillment. You know, like can our current warehouse house all of these shibumi shades which we're planning for for next year? So so all of those are, are kind of questions which which we think about of. Um, you know, basically our plan for, for next year, we feel really good about mm -hmm. it uh, as far as our ability mm -hmm. to get there. But, but it's definitely something where we cannot just kind of sit back and just do, and feel like do the same thing over and over just because we are growing so quickly. Yeah, I think our, our problems have never really been about capacity as much as they've been about our projection for the year and just not being able to anticipate <laughs> the rate of growth. You know, we thought we... Um, projected a number that was like audacious for us and then you know exceeded that essentially by a large margin mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah and it, we will you share how many units you sold today or is that yeah I mean I, we obviously know it I think for us reducing it down to the number of units feels like it's taking some of the the spirit of Shibumi out of it like you know yeah. pictures from Chris and his family and Caleb on the beach like yeah. That is the that is what Shibumi is, and it's to think about it in terms of number of units sold just feels like it's distilling it down. That doesn't tell the full Shibumi story. Yeah. yeah. Were you going to say something, Alan? No. no. You don't have to. No, I was excited <laughs> for Scott to answer that. <laughs> you know, so we've got about three or four minutes left, and I think about financing. I think about we talked about copycat a little bit, but. Mm -hmm. Is financing been a problem at all? You know, so many entrepreneurs say my biggest challenge is talent and getting money from a bank. You hadn't gotten any money from a bank. You self-finance this. Right. I mean, to will start. You be, I'm sorry, Scott. Will you be able to do that for the, the near term? Yes. So to start, when we just had made a prototype for ourselves, the, the startup costs were really low. And so we just paid those out of pocket. And then once folks started to really like love this idea and order them, then like we would take an order and then make them. So there was kind of no risk to us. And all the money that comes into Shibumi goes back into making more Shibumis. Um, mm -hmm. And so financing, I think, has we've been really fortunate to have the business kind of fund itself most of the way. But 
I think now as we're growing so much, um, bank financing is something we like have used uh, in this past year and we'll use again in this next year. Um, and fortunately, uh, banks have been almost ex as excited about our future as we are. <laughs> and so it hasn't been as hard of a conversation as uh, you know we might have expected yeah. it to be. So I know you're very early and you said by the end of the year you're going to be all in in Chibumi and not working other places. But what is the exit strategy here? Is there an, are you even thinking about an exit strategy in five, 10 plus years? As the chief warrior and very short-term focus, I don't think about that very much. You know, we, we just think about, you know, like I think about the, the challenges which we have, um, you know, in the short term. And and so and so I don't have one. I think Scott is more of our is more of our strategy guy in in the long-term focus. But it's not something we talk about um, a lot. We, yeah. we we feel like we have certain gates we want to hit of of delivering <laughs> on quality and, and customer service and and really trying to to you know treat people right. Um, Yes. First. For me, it's just exciting to think about uh, us, the three of us, finally being full time and going after it together. And we haven't even gotten to that point yet, so that the prospect of that is exciting. Is there any, is there any um, consternation in your head about that, Alex? Uh, for me personally, no. No. Uh, just really. You I know, mean, you step out and it's going to be there. Excitement. Yeah. 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 He's our chief positivity officer. Chief positivity. Yeah. So. One of the elements that went into this, and you were very clear about this, is you learned how to sew through YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. You know, 10 years ago, you'd have to go to a book, you'd have to go to a university course, you'd mm -hmm. have to go to uh, a, t a technical or community college to learn this stuff. But all of it's online now. Mm -hmm. How has that whole thing changed the way that you run a company? I mean, not just YouTube videos, but the sense of learning online and applying it right away. Yeah, um, I think, some of the best advice we've ever received was from a good friend that went to school with us and he told us to fail fast. We were struggling in those early stages to make a prototype, for example. And so learning how to, teaching ourselves how to sew in that way was critical in the early stages for getting a prototype out there, testing ideas. And yeah, I think you're right. I mean, uh, I don't know how else we could have learned without YouTube. Uh, Dane has a funny story about that first night with the sewing machine. <laughs> yeah, I just think I just think um, like the ability to do everything online and to learn just just allows us to just learn and and you know do it so quickly, um, mm -hmm. which is just hugely beneficial. I couldn't really imagine doing it any other way. Is that mm -hmm. more the norm than it is the exception now? Oh yeah, I mean, there are so many resources online and there are so many questions that come up every day that we just haven't you know, thought about and we have to go learn so mm -hmm. much about. And so I think that has been so helpful is you know, accessing all those resources. But at the end of the day, I think we're starting to have to learn to like, trust our voice and our identity mm -hmm. and, and really believe in that and know when, you know, if you search hard enough on Google, you can find 12 different answers to the same question. And I think we have to reconcile those against our gut and uh, make the decision that we think is best for, for the future. Uh, that's the last word. Scott, thank you. Dane, thank you. Alex, thank you. You guys are uh, inspirational. And you're not in the entertainment industry, but the Jonas Brothers have nothing on <laughs> Thank you for being here, gentlemen. Thank, thank you, you so thank much. Thank you. Until next week, I'm Chris Woody. Good night. Major funding for Carolina Business Review provided by Martin Marietta. Colonial Life, The Duke Endowment, Bearings, Grant Thornton, Sonoco, Blue Cross Blue Shield of South Carolina, and by viewers like you. Thank you.
Promotional consideration provided by Business North Carolina Magazine. For more information, visit carolinabusinessreview.org.